0: Welcome, one welcome all to episode one hundred and ninety nine. Of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, October 14th, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost, joined by my co host, the intrepid Captain Logan. And in this episode, we examine the monumental news of Activision Blizzard finally being acquired by Microsoft and thus joining the Xbox family. There is bad news for fans of physical media as Best Buy is. Halting its physical business in 2024, and more companies are set to do the same as well. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. Logan, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But first, how
1: are you, my friend? Oh, buddy, let me tell you, this is a week to be celebrating. I am very happy this week. (laughs) It is an awesome week to be talking about video games. Um, I, I, don't know, man. It's been a, it's been an interesting week for me. It's been very busy at work, mm-hmm. but, uh, Amazon prime deals have been going on and oh, cool. I've been scooping up parts for the new PC mm-hmm. at like 25 to 30% off of like what their sale price normally is. So I'm like, I'm jazz dude. I'm like four parts away from the, uh, Frankensteining this new pc together and i'm and i'm genuinely excited about that because i just, <laughs> just want a faster computer
0: having gone through the need of a faster computer this year and obviously the patrons and Ainsley bowden helped me out and yeah. then you being good enough to edit and render the show for me last weekend and at least at least two other times in the course of uh 2023 uh, I know you need a new uh, a new and faster computer because uh, y'all, <laughs> he's like, all right, I'm rendering. It'll be six hours. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, we're coming up two days late on this one because there's a lot of render, <laughs> then download, then upload. It's a lot of sending of files. Can't imagine how game makers did it in, in, during the pandemic. Um, you made that comment to me when we were, we were chatting about it. But yeah. uh, I'm excited for you once this thing is put together because you deserve mm. it, given how much. Keelhauled has been working through. You're approaching 300 or at 300. What's your number on Keelhauled? I admit, it I'm is, out of the loop right now for a lot of stuff.
1: Did I? I, I can't. Remember. I think this week is this week is either two two ninety six. Okay. Or two ninety. I think I already did two ninety five. So,
0: but you're close. That's the bigger kicker. Yeah, your... like
1: I've got like a month out gotcha. before gotcha Before I'm I'm good
0: well that's pretty darn amazing like i mean we're approaching yeah. we're one episode from 200 right um and quick aside on on that con, on that aspect thank you all for being here thank you everybody for listening um i suppose i should i could give my words of kindness to you guys uh, in many ways just for watching and listening to the show given that we're on the eve of episode 200 um i did reach out to Xbox and ask for uh, a big wig and i got the most polite and kind response from them congratulating me being very sweet and saying, you know, it's amazing, good, good, accomplishments. I believe it was Jeff Rubenstein that was being so polite to me and kind. Um, but the big wigs are all tied up for all the reasons that we're going to talk about in this episode. <laughs> um, but it was such a sweet thing because it's tough to get acknowledgement. You know, it's hard. I'm sure it's, it's, it means something when rare talks to you, Logan, it means oh, yeah. something when Xbox talks to me, we got codes for Forza for Redfall for Starfield this year for Minecraft legends this year for hi-fi rush this year, it means the world when they kind of like shine the light. And sometimes it's really frustrating if you can't break through in something, but to get even an email saying, Hey, we politely declined, but congratulations. Yeah. It meant the world. So shout out to Jeff Rubenstein for that one. Um, it was just, it was very kind of, of him and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I have words of kindness for others, but genuinely, if you're listening to the show and, and helping me get to 200, whether, whether it's listens, likes, subscribes, Patreon, whatever it is, you're awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank you, thank you,
2: thank you. Uh,
0: <laughs> and as far as helping Logan get that new PC, Keelhauled has a Patreon as well, right? That's going to yeah. help you Frankenstein that bad boy. Uh, definitely look into that, guys, because I know the struggle. I had the struggle for the first hundred and some odd episodes of XEP. So cheers to, to Logan in that <laughs> endeavor.
1: Uh, they've been doing great i've I've been really happy about it i am i'm super stoked i've got like the cpu the ram and the case are like the musts right now like if Mm -hmm. i can get the cpu in the ram in the case like i could probably rip out a couple other parts from my current system Mm -hmm. and put this bad boy together uh but it's it's like it's it's a waiting game I'm, i'm like every day i'm checking price Mm-hmm. uh pc part picker thing man it's, it's crazy but I, I do want to shout out uh for my words of kindness um jeff perez who's a, a longtime rare fan and a in a big old uh sea of thieves pirate um the latest video that came out for sea of thieves for season 10
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of diving into some more stuff um did a big wide angle uh shot of of their campus right and i and i know their campus i've seen their a campus Yeah. In, in, in in the UK. So I've seen their, their, you know, I've seen like the, the videos that they post of like the stuff that they have going on. They've got like one main building and then like four barns. Mm -hmm. And then this latest video, I noticed there was a giant new building at the studio that I'd Mm -hmm. never seen before. Mm -hmm. And I, I put some speculation out there. I was like, This is kind of interesting. I wonder if Rare is looking to like expand their in-house development team. Are they adding new devs to work on Everwild? Are they looking to bring in like support studios that they currently have uh, Mm -hmm. to the campus for Sea of Thieves? Are they moving UK-based studios to like one central location since they have Mm -hmm. so much property there? Like there's so many questions that I have regarding like what they're doing with this. And shout out to Jeff because he actually noticed this back in February when he saw that there was a difference between the google map images the satellite images whoa from from 2021 to 2023 mm-hmm. so it's really strange uh that this thing has been here for a while and he's so far the only person that i know that's that's talked about it or mentioned it and we're still very curious uh like what so they're doing
0: the implication is that he noticed it so credit to him but like yep rare is expanding its building pretty extensively to the point where even google maps is picking up on it
1: yeah it's huge it's the size of like two thirds of one of their structure or of like their studio like they have these big long barns that are just long structures that are two stories high this is also a two to three story high building that Mm -hmm. is like two of those smashed together and it's 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 pretty big. Like, I don't know how many devs they could fit into that space, but it would be like an entire new team.
0: So this could have pretty big implications for Xbox as a whole. Then if, yeah. if you know,
1: it's, it's sticks into that. That's pretty cool. Tell mm-hmm. me, tell me
0: again, who is this person
1: we should be crediting? Jeff Perez. Uh One of the longtime rare fans over there. Really nice guy. Used to work at Disneyland and used to operate the train and stuff. Mm. Really cool guy
0: that's cool so i wonder if like he's you know not getting the credit he deserves for sharing information that could have bigger implications to xbox overall because rare is a big deal they're located in the uk uh this is pretty big deal right
1: yeah i mean there's lots of studios that help out with cfe's development but there's Mm -hmm. also like minecraft like minecraft is based in the uk like mojang could be moving over to rare studios for all we know there's Lots of little studios that for all we know, you know, rent is getting high or they're looking to expand and don't have the uh, the studio space for it. This could be, you know, Xbox trying to consolidate their team's locations into one area so that it's easier for them to collaborate. It's easier for them to have uh, visits from Phil Spencer and Matt Booty in them. You know, like if there's ever a time where like uh, Matt needs to go out to talk to the different studios, having all of the studios in one central location Mm -hmm. would be you know a real a real boon for them plus you could have a lot of conversation between devs and like how to fix issues that are coming up between other games and things like who knows what the possibilities could be but it's a pretty big structure to be not talking about
0: (laughs) yeah that's cool like i'm i'm impressed and excited and nervous in a lot of different ways but that's really neat to think that like uh, Jeff noticed this and whatever it could potentially mean for Xbox uh, for for not just CFds but for rare overall for Minecraft. That's that's really cool. So yeah. you heard it from Jeff first and then you heard it from Logan second. Who's pointing yeah. at Jeff? <laughs> uh, that's kind of neat in, in a week where we have such big news. That's kind of a neat little nugget to have nestled in there
1: yeah yeah especially given the fact that you know like abk deals is you know we're gonna be talking about that there's a lot of studios across the world and it'd be interesting to see if if this is kind of like microsoft's new campus Mm -hmm. in the uk like they have their their campus and stuff and their studios are kind of everywhere but you know there's a there's a lot of people that are you know camped out at microsoft
2: hmm
0: interesting that's cool That's cool. We're going to have to put a call into Jez and be like, hey, hey, look here. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, those are our words of kindness for this week. I also want to say a quick word of thank you. I've been driving a lot the past few weeks um, for not good reasons, but I've been helping people, like driving my wife, doing some solemn stuff with her, and then took a friend to the airport last night as her father was passing. And it's been a lot of driving for me, hours and hours and hours in the car, plus work, plus soccer, et cetera. Um, so it's been rough, but I've gotten a lot of podcast time in on those return trips where I'm solo. Um, and I've listened to so many great podcasts. Save game media has gotten me through, uh, Kevin Ainsworth and jam pack. Sam love project. X talk really enjoy that show. Uh, Xbox two with our buddy Randall Thor and Jez Corden as well. Like it was just good times there. Uh, the trophy room, uh, hosted by Kyle Stevenson was pretty darn great. Um, yeah. I've enjoyed a lot of different podcasts for getting me through. So um, I hope that we serve a similar purpose to others that get them through tough times. Um, yeah. You know, Always but helps. We, we, we I have to say to our community, um, we 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 wax poetic about you guys a lot, but we've raised a lot of money for extra life that we've been divvying out to people. Uh, we did our extra life. I guess you would say fundraiser for through the month of September, Uh, And all that money that came in in September is being divvied up to Extra Life for different content creators in our sister networks. $50 to Save Game Media, $50 to Season season Gaming, $25 to Greg Stewart uh, from Player One Podcast and uh, Generation 16, $25 to Skinny Matt uh, as well. And we're looking for two more content creators within our kind of friend group-esque that we know of. If you're a listener and you're doing Extra Life, ping us. Let us know. We'd love to support you. Uh, cause we've got more money to send, send, uh, to extra life there. Um, I think we're due for another good $5, shout $75. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty darn cool there. Um, and Patreon, P- Patreon has been so helpful. We paid for Podbean last month as well. We paid for, uh, we'll pay paying for Zencaster. It's been great. So you guys have gotten us through and I want to give our tier two and three shout outs, uh, this week as well, Logan. It's, it's, it's my turn to read. Yeah,
1: it's your turn, man.
0: <laughs> darn, here we go. All right, I'm ready if you're ready. Here we yeah. go. Our tier two and three shout outs for this month Nicholas Downey, Rob Frawley, Tao Zochi, Trickster, Robbie Bobby Miller, Silent Cypher, Xbox Skittle, Steel Rain, Matto 1606, Randolph Thor 19, Silkenet, Rick Gaffney. African, a.k.a. Charles Jones, Game Positive, Jam Pack Sam, Matt Valdez, Neo Prime 33, Rick Davis, Red Beast, Xbox Mike 29, The Lord Sir Master James Suddy, Brendan Myers, a.k.a. The Winter Gamer, Sony's VP of Marketing Kevin Butler, Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, and Dano12. Thank you guys for supporting XCP over on patreon.com slash Xbox expansion pass. Hope you enjoyed tier three patrons, the Starfield spoiler cast with our guest Ellery. They were amazing. Absolutely enjoyed having them uh, in our Starfield spoiler cast. We are adopting in that format for our next Xbox wrap up as well. We're going to do a spoiler cast for some of the games we've been playing through October. So if you're interested and you're a patron of XCP and you want to join us for that episode, jump into the discord. Let us know. Uh, we could talk forza we can talk assassin's creed we can talk alan no, no we don't have time for alan wake um and anything else you've been playing it'll just be a good time community show um i like that new format it was a good time so there we are logan it yes, is done sir. it is done <laughs> activision uh blizzard king the microsoft acquisition of them has been completed it was a 19 month ordeal felt like even longer, $69 billion spent plus litigation costs. Uh, But the deal is done. A lot of cool things to break down here. Uh, I I know I've seen some incredible coverage from all across the interwebs. Um, I don't necessarily need to regurgitate every little statement by every little CEO, but this deal is done. And this to me is going to be the biggest industry shift in video games uh, in decades, I would think. Uh, Yeah, it's a matter of seeing what and how it happens, but it's done.
1: It's done. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, dude, the oh, man, the, the stuff that can come now from this, like the number of IPs, like I was looking at a list, uh, that someone had posted on Twitter, um, of like the number of IPs that are now under Microsoft that can become backwards compatible and available mm-hmm. on game pass. Like, like, it's pretty good dude i'm pretty excited for all this i think there's some really awesome games that i would love to see come back
0: i i fully agree and we did get a question about that i'm anxious to dive in but uh, i i do want to take a moment and note that like one of the easiest ways that i've understood this deal in its finality is clobreel's images if you're unfamiliar with clobreel he's a social media content creator uh on twitter is where i see his stuff on x i should say um But on Twitter, he posted an image of 2017's Xbox Studios, and it was a pretty darn barren list. Uh, You know, 343. I forget. I even forget what it
1: was. It was 343. It was like rare. It was like 343. I think they had... um, Oh, my gosh. Now I'm blanking on them. Maybe two or
0: three others. It was very... Mojang, was Very small. And then he posted an image of what Xbox looks like now that this deal is done. Uh, You've got Xbox Game Studios, which uh, 343 Compulsion, uh, so many other studios in there. I want to, in exile, World's Edge. It's just staggering to think about when you look at the number they have, plus Bethesda Studios, plus uh, now what they've acquired in Activision. And it's, it's all things considered stunning to me that this is now... The state of Xbox in a time where Sony is so confident they are now upping the prices of things where they're moving things around. When I look at the list of Xbox game studios from Rare to Obsidian to Coalition to Turn 10, 343, In Exile, Compulsion, uh, Ninja Theory, and then you look at Bethesda with, uh, you know, Bethesda Game Studios, id, Arcane, Roundhouse, Zenimax, Machine Games, then you look over at Activision with Treyarch, Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer. Um you gotta think they have the Shanghai studio in there. They've got uh a number of different support studios in there, and then you look over at Blizzard and what Blizzard, you know, Albany, Austin, and Boston bring, plus Irvin and all the other different support studios around the, the interwebs, and then you've got King, which has such a great hold on the mobile space. Um, the potential for Microsoft to do well here uh is I think higher than the potential of any other video game maker in the history of video games. And I'm talking about potential, not accomplishment uh, just to be very clear, but they now have an opportunity to really shift the games, media game space in a way that uh, they really haven't. And when I look at the depths of, of Xbox, you know, the dark times in, in 2013, 2015. Yeah. And you look at what, I want to use Phil Spencer as the barometer, but I know it's not just him. I don't mean to evangelize him, but the Spencer era Xbox has addressed so many issues that with the completion of this deal, uh, it truly feels like the the vision has been executed. The mission has been saved, uh, and now it's a matter of, okay, next mission, get it done we've got a lot to break down with like the potential of what they could do with those IP you were talking about. But I mean, with this accomplishment, not only did they bring in Activision and the IP that are under them, they also strengthened their bond with Ubisoft, which is what a cool side deal, side handshake to get. Um, There's a lot that could come of this deal in years to come. And I don't think we'll see huge dividends in the next few months,
1: but still stuff to be done. I've, I've talked for a bit. What you got? dude this is the most exciting thing i've i've ever gotten to see i i know so many of my friends that have either been at rare and moved on to like work over at like activision studios uh or like you know like blizzard friends who who were working with um uh, activision games and then moved to other studios and now are back as uh as as, uh, xbox employees like Phil Spencer pulling this in hands down, one of the best uh, uh, like things you could probably put on a resume. Like I helped bring in a $69 billion acquisition together uh, as the, the head of Xbox, the, the, the sheer amount of possibilities now for these studios is fantastic. Seeing just how many different, Uh, 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 people are going to be like available for Xbox to help execute on publishing, development, marketing, um, social media presence, things like that. Like, do they put out a video that's like, it's, it's a good day to play games Mm -hmm. in the, I'll, I'll be honest, man. I <laughs> I hate when people are like, "Oh, I'm choked up. I got I started crying on the video. I started, you know, like like overreacting to videos." Not to say that you know sharing your emotions is a bad thing, especially as right. a guy. I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic thing to do. Normalize it. Um, But I hate when folks are like, "Oh, I just got chills," and then I got chills on top of my chills, and top of my chills, and then I cried about my chills. Like I hate that. But dude, that video uh, pulled some some punches with. Um, or didn't pull punches but it pulled some footage that really that really hit me hard with some of the world of warcraft cinematics and stuff like oh man uh, just seeing thrall talk about like home and family and stuff and i'm like all my activision stuff all my blizzard stuff is now going to be under the xbox ecosystem where mm-hmm. it's it's like respected and and treated with dignity and i'm like oh please thank you I'm so looking forward to this. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's so many different things that I think can come as a result of this with like Bobby getting out of there. Get Kotick out of there. Uh, He's a horrible human being and a piece of and I just I'm I'm looking forward to him being gone. I'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to studios who want to uh, unionize to be able to unionize and have Mm -hmm. that support from Microsoft. Um, There's just. and then that doesn't even get into like the ip dude like the ip there's so much stagnant ip that just has not been cared for that i think could come back that folks would love to see you know like toys for bob or vicarious visions like come Mm -hmm. in to like really start playing around with again and stuff and not just be support studios uh because that's what the publisher wants like ah there's it's 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 the hope and and the 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 desire for change to happen mm-hmm. for a lot of people that were in a place where they didn't get to have creative control mm-hmm. and I think that's what I think that's what Phil and matt matt booty really love to do is i lo- I think matt booty really loves to take teams that have a vision to openly respect their desire to create because that's what games are for they're, they're they're there to entertain us mm-hmm. and people are doing their best work when they're working on something they're passionate about mm-hmm. and to allow them to do that that's what has me excited not to have like the dictatorship that is call of duty uh you know forcing the hand of studios to be support for content that's just going to come because you know, you need X skin in Call of Duty as a microtransaction because we, we need to make sure that we're getting our, uh, you know, our, 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 our monthly active users up or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I just, that if it, it feels cold and corporate and this feels the, the antithesis to that, uh, ironically being a huge corporate deal. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And I'm curious
0: to know kind of What their next steps are going to be. We have some questions about that. Um, I know that there are a lot of things that need to happen. Uh, Xbox is going to have to address some of the issues that come up with redundancy in some of their uh, different, I guess you would say, departments, you know, marketing, HR, that kind of stuff. Uh, They are truly going to have their work cut out for them in cleaning up a, a toxic culture that has existed. You talked about the unionization and the reason for much of that has to do with Crunch, with the way that uh, some of their female employees have been treated, the way some of their staff is just genuinely treated by bosses. Xbox has a reputation uh, largely earned for doing well at treating its employees with respect. Um, and y- you could compare some of the, the stories we've heard to like some of the stuff like, uh, not Insomniac, who makes Last of Us? I'm blanking. Just I'm just Naughty Dog. On. Naughty Dog has a reputation of crunch culture. You know, like yeah. Sony has has their work cut out for them to fix that reputation. Despite the incredible games, they've got to fix that. Xbox seems to have been addressing that. now, And you could argue at the detriment to some of their releases. I think you could make that fair argument. Crunch uh, has worked well for some studios, not for others. There is something to be said for that, but it's bad. Um, yeah. So Xbox has to find a way to fix some of that toxic culture, fix some of that, Release cadence that now needs to happen because what they're going to have to do had the deal not gone through, they had a plan for release cadence for their studios between Xbox Game Studios and Bethesda. Now they've got to bring in what's going to be exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem over the next few years, what is not going to be exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem over the coming years. Like we know Diablo 3 and Modern Warfare 3 will not be, Diablo 4, pardon me, and Modern Warfare 3 will not be coming to Game Pass in 2023. We know that. But there are decisions that are going to need to be made with different uh, Activision Blizzard titles over the next uh, three to five years to not interrupt or overlay with other Microsoft Game Studios, Bethesda Game Studios titles. They've also got to ensure that they don't bump into a situation similar to Redfall where there's a plan, there's something there, but it may not be ready, may not be out of the oven, but they're going to release it because they want to. And now I think the lesson has been learned that you can do if you do that, it's going to reflect not on Activision, not on Bethesda, but on Xbox overall. And that has implications. And so there's a lot that they need to address. Um, But I think my favorite part of all of this, Logan, is the handshake deal with Ubisoft Plus for streaming rights in uh, the UK and I believe a
1: little bit outside the UK.
0: You were telling me.
1: it's it's because of the UK, but they will have streaming rights worldwide. Gotcha. Okay. So I did not
0: recognize that. I'm glad you told me. Um, but I, I love that because it means that now Xbox's relationship is strengthened with another major publisher. And yeah. unless my mind is playing tricks on me, Logan, the only remaining major publisher that is not intrinsically
1: linked to or tied with Xbox would be EA. Um, no we got EA uh, play on Game Pass so we get the uh, trials through Game Pass Ultimate Oh, uh, we also we we you know you can buy EA plus or play through uh, Xbox as well too so we do have that partnership with there which is I think why Ubisoft was chosen mm-hmm. to do the streaming rights because there's already a, a, a partnership with EA through, mm-hmm. through Game Pass Ultimate which might have been a bit of a, a questionable thing if anything this does a good job of bringing those two major publishers together Mm. in their unification for supporting xbox where we may like that that is going to be a discussion that has to be had by whoever takes over for jim ryan Mm. with ubisoft and ea because they do have partnership deals already i think ubisoft is one of the few publishers that will pretty much support every studio or every every console manufacturer like they they really love the switch they love supporting what the switch does uh but they're also there for like st- cloud streaming services as well they were there for stadia they were there for luna mm-hmm. uh they 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 do not shy away when it comes from their content being published wherever they can so them having the rights is kind of a it's it's a good thing for them because it builds a little more security, a little more mm-hmm. inflow for cash for Ubisoft, especially given they've they've been through some tumultuous times, which I think has always kind of strengthened the studio and, and kind of made them make better games. But when we hear things like X Defiant getting delayed, you know, that's a good thing, but at the same time, that's money that's not coming in. And I think mm-hmm. that the the streaming rights will help kind of shore up some of the, the missed funds. From either games that didn't hit or delays in in releasing games. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, something that I thought was neat. I feel like I knew this, but I was forgetting. Uh, is that for Ubisoft Plus, uh, it not only includes all Activision Blizzard titles uh, for the next 15 years to come. But the entire back catalog to include in-game content and DLCs like expansions and add-ons. Yeah. I-, I feel like I knew that, but I think it's worth mentioning again yeah. There's no loophole that I can catch so far, right? Like it's not like okay, you can play modern or you can play Black Ops Two on cloud in the UK, but you gotta buy the DLC pack. You know, it doesn't sound like that's a a loophole. Now they might choose to do something here and there, but they've got the rights to it.
1: Yeah. You know? I- I know that they have the rights to do it. It'll be interesting to see how they approach the Activision Blizzard content because you're you're not wrong. Like they have the rights like you could cloud stream World of Warcraft, but mm-hmm. as far as Ubisoft games go, like if you want to play The Division and you want to play the Warlords of New York DLC and you have you know Ubisoft Plus, like you're good. You don't have to mm-hmm. worry about paying for the uh, the expansion. It's not like Game Pass where if you If you want to buy a game or if you want to play Outer Worlds, but you want to play the expansions, you have to buy the expansions separate, even though Outer Worlds is uh, technically like first party studio on Game Pass, like the base game is, but the expansions aren't included. Mm -hmm. Ubisoft goes the step further and says, like, we're going to include all of the expansions and DLC for the games that we that we publish as well. So if they decide to do that with the Activision Blizzard stuff, that may be the best way to have uh world of warcraft content because we don't know like what's going to happen with the subscription service that they have there they've they've notoriously moved to a heavy uh, microtransaction system on top of their monthly service on top Mm -hmm. of buying their base game on top of buying their expansions so we'll be it'll be very interesting to see if ubisoft plus is a a cheaper way to play world of warcraft in in the long term Mm -hmm. uh but overall i would say that this is going to be a real boon. Uh, one of the other things that came as a concession to the, the act- acquisition is, is that uh, folks in Europe, the European uh, Commission said that Activision's cloud rights have to extend to owners of the game. So say you own Modern Warfare 2 and a company goes to Ubisoft and says, hey, one of our uh, companies wants to um, allow our subscribers to play modern warfare 2 they don't want to buy the game they already own it uh you, you european consumers will have the right to stream that game over cloud mm-hmm. if they already own the game mm. which is kind of a crazy it's that's a thing that i was like dude i would love to have that if like if i own you know if i own uh, uh let's say starfield and i want to stream that through ubisoft plus or no not not starfield starfield's a bad example um trying to think of like another like if i own over well overwatch is free to play now too uh diablo 4 we'll go with diablo 4 Mm -hmm. if i own diablo 4 and i want to stream that in in europe and i've already bought the game and i go through a streaming cloud service the ubisoft has to allow you to be able to play that over the cloud for free you don't have Mm -hmm. to buy a a cloud version of it so -hmm. that's
0: kind of crazy that is cool, crazy, wild. I think it's a good thing. I'm really pleased with. I'm pleased with this, the fact that we're done. I think it was uh, Clint Coombs that wrote <laughs> in on Discord, like, "How excited are you that this is done? You don't have to talk about it anymore." And um, I, I don't think we're done talking about it, but we're definitely done talking about the will it, won't it. And I'm yes. really glad for that. Uh, what I'm actually excited about for talking about this deal. Uh, in the months and and weeks and however long, pardon me, to come is uh, kind of our questions from Wolverine and Jampack Sam, who both wrote in over on threads. Uh, Wolverine said, what what games do you want to see on Game Pass first with backwards compatibility updates, et cetera? And it was Jampack Sam who said, how fast do you think we'll see changes now that the acquisition is wrapped? There've been mentions uh, for Modern Warfare and Diablo to come in twenty twenty four, possibly to Game Pass at the very earliest. Uh, but when we see the first changes? And that's actually what I am excited to talk about over the coming weeks because my anticipation, Logan, is that uh, we're going to get a lot of drip fed content into the back compat catalog uh, in order to occupy new cycles. Like they're going to look at, okay, we have dropped Forza, we have dropped Starfield. Uh, we've got up, we got an update for halo season five, which is pretty damn good. All things considered, uh, sorry, red beast. Um, I didn't mean to swear with the kids in the car. Uh, we've got sea of thieves that content that has just dropped grounded is due for an update. Redfall just had a good update. Modern warfare is on the way season two for Diablo is coming. This is all stuff that Xbox itself now has to deal with. And in every single one of those articles that's written, the mention of this deal, the fact that it's now Xbox will be factored in so they have to strategically time these new kind of content updates for backward compatibility stuff or any new titles or any new licenses that are to come they're gonna have to time that next to playstation and nintendo news to continuously occupy mindshare so that is what i'm actually excited to see and i've got games like a list of games that i'm excited to see happen but does my logic make sense as far as like the news cadence
1: Yeah, I I do see that they, you know, obviously, like, the two companies were operating uh outside of you know or weren't collaborating before the deal was done and they had to make it work as well you know like there was like fireside chats for diablo 4 going during the time that people were talking about forza horizon or forza motorsports so you know there's always going to be some overlap there's always going to be something that is important to someone and and not important to others so i don't see there being too much of an issue with a little bit of overlap when it comes to news cycles and stuff like that they definitely Mm -hmm. have the the content to be able to dominate or have something interesting come out every single week they really really want to uh but yeah i'm i'm personally i'm very excited to see what is something that comes as a a backwards compatibility uh because owning the rights is one thing but um having the license to uh the the games that are built is is another so Mm -hmm. i know things like uh, Geometry Wars, um, Hexen, King's Quest, uh, the the Lost Vikings, you know, stuff like that is probably stuff that we'll probably start to see. Like Crash Bandicoot, we'll probably see um, Diablo two, II, Diablo three, uh, those kind of things. We'll probably see coming to um, backwards compatibility soon for me it's really the the licensed stuff so like dj hero or guitar hero um the the i think you'd you'd uh come up with some really good ones like the spider-man games you were playing earlier this year as well as like uh the the um transformer stuff Mm -hmm. uh stuff that that is is licensed content is Mm -hmm. the stuff that i'm really curious about because there's you know, it's hard to get those games. You kind of have to go to a a used um, game store to be able to get those physical copies of them. Mm -hmm. And I want to know if like those are going to be coming. Uh, But also just like old legacy games, like uh, Tenchu was one of my favorite ninja games uh, back in the day. And that's like, dude, that that would be something fantastic to see if those games uh, that I remember from like PlayStation days Mm -hmm. uh, would, would be something that could be brought back. Like somehow, like if there's any way to, to kind of get those available somehow, that would be cool. That is cool. That is cool. You mentioned
0: a few of the things that I'm excited to see. Spider-Man titles in back and pad, I'm desperate to see and play those again. The Transformers titles. Um, and then kind of it's a it's a seed in my mind's eye. But like Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Now, I happen to have the digital versions of those for Xbox One. I can always download them again. I keep them on my hard drive not necessarily to play them, but they just have great memories for me because the remasters were pretty lackluster, but, uh, the possibility that now that Activision's catalog, their power is combined with Bethesda's combined with Microsoft's and Xbox will command, uh, quite a bit of attention and mindshare going forward. Console share console sales, pardon me, are less the issue. They now have a lot more sway in negotiations and in discussions. So, is there a possibility that the ultimate Alliance series is rebirthed? Is there a possibility that Spider-Man can be used in not Spider-Man proper games? I think, uh, all things considered as much as I don't like the exclusivity element of certain characters, insomniac has earned its universe. It's, it's yeah. two incredible Spider-Man games. And thanks to a leaked game explain review. I hate, I hate that for them. Cause I know, I know they didn't mean to do that. Um, uh, we know that Spider-Man 2 is going to be incredible, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited to play that eventually. I'm getting the statue, but, like, Alan Wake's my jam. Um, <laughs> I, I'm so excited for that. So, like, not Spider-Man himself, but Spider-Man, the character, could be used in other places. Uh, there the maybe a yeah. Marvel fighter that's long been rumored. Like, the idea that we could see franchises with Spider-Man make their way back to xbox is wonderful i thought it was very silly that he wasn't in avengers um Mm -hmm. very silly that you know that couldn't happen we know that nintendo published and funded ultimate alliance 3 but to see the possibility of that franchise coming back would be really exciting uh in short this opens up the backward compatibility list alone opens up interest for Mm -hmm. a lot of other things um, and I'm really excited to kind of see that as a possibility and it, and I think we'll start seeing it soon to, to Sam's question, uh, shout out to Sam, by the way, and Wolverine for writing in on threads. Cause that's where I'm kind of migrating. Um, uh, I appreciate you guys, but I really hope this leads to a rebirth of interest for a lot of titles, not just, yeah. that's a good example, but it's, there's more.
1: The, the timing is going to be interesting, right? Cause we, we got, was it this year that they said that. They had to wind down the compatibility team because mm-hmm. they had basically done everything that wasn't licensed mm-hmm. uh, that they could. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see, like, what has that team been working on? Because that team typically works on OS features. Mm-hmm. And we've had a big boon in collaboration with Discord, which has been fantastic. They, they, it has like been. Discord is doing a lot of things right now to try and be the new Twitch and I mm-hmm. think that they have the power to do that, honestly. But mm-hmm. uh, seeing their collaboration with Xbox, uh, with a lot of their features and stuff coming to Xbox first uh, for all the consoles, um, it makes me wonder, like, are they going to move back over to compatibility? Will they be able to use any of the, uh, you know, you know the, the rights that they now have for games to bring back a, a large portion of that that, uh, that kind of content that, you know, was not accessible before um i'm hoping that we'll start to see some of this trickle in around like november time frame because mm-hmm. i know shortly after the deal passed in uh the bethesda landscape like mm-hmm. we saw a handful of games come to game pass pretty quickly like mm-hmm. a few dooms and stuff came pretty pretty darn quickly mm-hmm. and i think you know we've i think we've all known that this deal was going to potentially close in july and I think that they've been planning on that. So when they say like, ah, oh, you know, it's going to take some time for some of this stuff to switch on. It's not just like flip, you know hitting a switch and it's it's automatically done. Um, I think that there's already been prep done because you know the trailer. It's a good day to to play games. That was done a while a, a while ago. Like we know that that trial that 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 trailer that advertisement that's now over on YouTube everywhere that I that mm-hmm. I've been playing that was ready to go for a while. Like they already had plans for that kind of, kind of working out and stuff. Cause the day of they released that trailer, that ad was, that ad was popping up. Mm. <laughs> I was like, bro, they were ready for this. They, mm. they were like, <laughs> it was like, go, 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 get everything going, spin it up, get them, get the marketing cycle out there. We're good to go. So I, I think they're ready. Com- combine that with the knowledge that like we saw
0: it popping up on different, I guess you would say, uh, digital platforms around the world like you get this game with your xbox game pass subscription and uh the fact that servers were activated for old 360 titles in yeah. the Activision catalog like this yeah. has been in the works for a while the one thing that i'm pretty confident saying isn't gonna happen but makes me sad is like i want to see cross collab i want master chief armor in <laughs> doom doom armor in, in halo uh what could uh, we you you talked about starcraft um stuff Man. like that. Like I want cross armors. I want to see Master Chief in uh in Warzone. I want to see those those things need to happen. Especially yeah. to because if it happens in Warzone, it's not like it's it's, like, it's the same as Fortnite. It's not like it's just on the Xbox platforms. You'll be playing cross platform on mobile or whatnot, and then you'll see a Master Chief. You'll yeah. see a Doom guy. Like I love when I'm playing Fortnite with my with with my crew uh and it's it's Kratos it's Master Chief it's some other characters some other like the Gears characters are in there and uh, Aloy's in there I love that stuff and I want to see Xbox make use of more cross promotion stuff I know Chief was just in Rainbow Six Siege that stuff
1: is important to yeah. mind share so yeah we, we saw uh, it, and we see that within Activision you know like Overwatch just got Diablo 4 characters uh lilith and uh imperious um mm-hmm. and i know that call of duty just got lilith and imperious as well too so like activision's already kind of like playing around with this and, and trying to get their popular launches uh spread across the the rest of their franchises because they know that that cross pollination is going to breed microtransactions um i i really do and and i was talking about this in the xcp discord starcraft is an amazing franchise uh with a lot of lore built into it and there was a game called starcraft ghost that was being worked on and it was a third person action oh, adventure using... i teased you about some of the starcraft stuff right yeah yeah, yeah okay, okay yeah okay. but you've never played starcraft right no but i always okay. thought it looked cool it just yeah so didn't yeah imagine imagine how cool like gears of war is and uh and and halo is but just, you know, a different flavor. It's, it's like a it's like a different flavor of those with the StarCraft universe. And it's funny that you've never played StarCraft because I know you love Halo Wars. It's so right much. up my alley. It's, it's right there. It's, it's 100% the thing that you'd love to do. It's just not the it's not the IP that you cherish. Mm -hmm. and it's that's what it is for me like your halo wars is my starcraft and i'm so excited for the possibility of like having having that ip available because i think the coalition is a perfect studio for rebooting the starcraft ghost game because there are there's there's so many characters within the starcraft universe that vicarious visions could latch onto like jim Raynor and Tychus is basically marcus and um uh oh shoot um oh what is his name i can't think of his name help me out here i don't know who you're talking about in gears uh, marcus phoenix and his buddy um cole marcus cole dom dom Baird. thank you uh, Dom. okay not Barrett because Barrett. Not, well, I love Barrett. Baird. Barrett, Barrett's Baird. fantastic. Baird,
0: Duh. is it voiced Baird? by it was... Baird with a D? Yeah, voiced by Bender. I love Gears. Gears is one of my favorite franchises of all time, like yeah. bar none. I I can see statues in the background, but like I had did a Gears you collection judgment nights. though. I freaking love Judgment. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> I, know, I love I all. Know. the I Actually, Gears really game. did like Judgment. I, I need to go play all. through four and
1: five. Um, anyway, but it, it, like. Uh having those guys work on StarCraft as like a third-person action adventure. Cause I, I love RTSs, but I think RTS is is a little too niche nowadays given the landscape of games. Like we just aren't seeing that. Frost Giants making their own. So I, I already know like there's going to be a revival soon. But overall, I think StarCraft is going to be a really cool kind of thing to see. Like what kind of games are we going to be able to get with that IP, which has been stagnant since 2015 16 roughly like pro play has been going on since like 2017 2018 but it's still a big game in Korea they still absolutely love it but dude I think you would love Jim Rayner and Tychus I think you would absolutely love them nice nice well like I'm in for it and I hope we I hope that is
0: one of the many IP that Xbox sees fit to not only rekindle but perhaps uh, change and modify for future because sometimes new visions of things can be done like what a coalition could do with StarCraft Ghost or StarCraft in general wonderful what a what a an active what, what could a sledgehammer do with a gears right yeah. what what could any X be done with Y I'm really interested to see and now, now that the acquisition is done and admittedly this will take time I don't mean tomorrow but like what could they do with a Bethesda IP? Would Bethesda be willing to share an IP? Uh, that's something that I'm really excited to see. I fully Dude. anticipate the next Spyro is exclusive to Xbox. Amazing. But yeah. what if Spyro, you know,
2: Dude, has a fun meetup?
0: Yeah. What, what <laughs> if Spyro has a meetup with another character that's maybe Xbox specific or like he bumps into a Minecraft character or yeah. uh, a Sea of Thieves captain you know what if what if flame hearts chill or captain there's just so many ways oh, for little
1: things i am already bugging world of warcraft fans that mm-hmm. work at rare mm-hmm. for like very very particular swords that are in world of warcraft mm. to find their way into sea of thieves yeah <laughs> like i am already beating the drum for mm. getting frost and uh and ashbringer into sea of thieves somehow because i just i need that to be a thing <laughs>
0: I, I need more of that in general because they're they're uh. low stakes low effort comparatively low effort mind you uh things that could benefit so yeah um I really do hope that's kind of the direction that they go with ABK with Xbox because the sky is now the limit. And I put on socials that Xbox is unstoppable. And the irony in that statement is not lost on me. Ten years ago, we were in dire straits. Yeah. In the in the last ten years, and in the last five years, PlayStation has just been incredible with its AAA releases. Um, I think their hardware is really disappointing by comparison to their software outings, but we're watching PlayStation simultaneously release the best of the best, but also like burn bridges, bro. The, the race they're stepping on is nuts. I don't and, get it. And as an Xbox fan, I'd like to welcome all of our PlayStation fans and friends uh, to what it's like to be a part of team step on rakes. Uh, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. It's a blast. Uh, your nose will not look the same as it did. Uh, yeah. But like, it's so funny to watch because I do think PlayStation is uh, approaching, approaching a, you know, get a second job territory, right? Oh, They're God. PS3 selves. Jim Ryan, I don't think was good for the company, despite its success. I think that was uh, a success built around other things. And so I'm really curious to to watch the Mindshare because now that Xbox has this in its pantheon, now that they'll command so much attention, no matter what they do, they got to get it right mind you but yeah. now playstation's got to get it right too lest they lose lots of ground xbox is already making up ground in this generation pretty well and then they they stepped on their own rakes in 2022 yeah um but now like we're we're back right we had five releases first party and four of them were good to great
1: you the, know the the conversation that was being had in 2020 and 2019 was always like microsoft needs the games they need to get the games people go to the console for the games Mm -hmm. that was the conversation that we were having Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we have we have been struggling to have a strong generation this year or not this year but this this um kind of cycle and Mm -hmm. it has constantly been one of those things that like microsoft needs games Uh, playstation has games they've been launching first-party content ever since the new generation came out and that content has been stellar but it has all been on the backbone of the ps4 and it has all been content that has been locked to uh both systems now that we're seeing uh playstation push out all of that old ps4 content they are now struggling to be in that cycle where it's like okay all of their studios are done they Mm -hmm. make great games but all of their studios are done. After Spider-Man 2, that's pretty much it. Like, mm-hmm. their games are now slowly drying up. And they usually rely on a lot of these third-party publishers mm-hmm. for exclusives, for uh, content, for just, you know, games in general. Call of Duty right now has a PlayStation uh, a sweetheart deal mm-hmm. that gave uh, gave people multiplayer access for the open beta a week prior to the other console, and it was like, or to our console, is and it's and it's just that's how PlayStation operates. Now and that I'm sorry, oh, go ahead, jump in. Well, I wanted
0: to note within that, cited examples of Xbox uh, sniping these away Ghostwire Tokyo, Deathloop, Redfall, yep. and Starfield were all going to be PlayStation exclusives at one point in their development. That doesn't mean it was locked yeah. in, but like they were all set to be exclusive. And Starfield is an Xbox exclusive. Redfall is an Xbox exclusive. Uh, it's good. Death, Deathloop and Ghostwire are not, but Ghostwire sequel that has been that was leaked uh, in that self leak. So it's real uh, that, you know, that's going to be Xbox exclusive going forward. Like there's a lot of very unique things that Xbox has been strategically doing to snipe away and chip away at kind of the the sweetheart third party deals to include Square Enix like now Square Enix is chumming up to Xbox and PlayStation's nearly two to one right now their redesign redundant or silly as it may seem is the new PlayStation it is what it is not a big deal like it, it's I think it's kind of odd and silly in some ways because it's a price hike <laughs> essentially when you break it down but also well, like always d- destined to have now it's a price hike let's, can, I, let's can, not have it
1: OK, but but I do want to I do I do not want to be hypocritical about this because we saw a price hike with the Series S.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, I, so, it's not. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. OK. <laughs> but but I, I'm not arguing that it's that, that Xbox is better or the PlayStation is worse. I'm just saying it was effectively a price hike, but also it's a non-issue because it's the new PlayStation. Yes. Just as we anticipate Xbox doing the same thing. These are not power up versions they are just refreshes that are altering kind of how they distribute and manufacture. Oh,
1: you know? I would like a Series X with two terabytes internal, though.
0: I would, too. As, yeah, Ooh. I would, too. But what I'm saying is, like, PlayStation is, is is kind of entering a new realm, and Xbox has been chipping away at all the little aspects around them. Yeah, And so they are going to have to adapt, and I don't think live service is the adaption that is going to be needed. And mm. I genuinely think they're swapping playbooks, because Xbox has nailed live service and that's what kept them alive. Yeah. Which was grounded and Sea of Thieves and, and uh, some of their live service stuff. But they switched playbooks. And so yeah. now it's like, ooh, you know, well, dude,
1: what's going to happen? It's so nuts because they went so hard into, you know, what they were like the first party content. And and with Jim Ryan leaving, it makes me wonder if, you know, it's it's a little too, it's too little too late with the live service. It It is wild that. In the year of you know Phil Phil Spencer dominant you know Phil being dominating in in the market right now with with Xbox that Sony owns Bungie (laughs) and and Xbox owns Spyro and Crash Bandicoot Mm -hmm. it's just it's absolutely crazy but I I see now that we have Activision Blizzard King we are going to be seeing a lot more first party kind of single-player story game kind of come out like Mm -hmm. like we've got plenty of live service now i think we're going to start seeing more and more of these um you know single-player storytelling games Mm -hmm. that are coming out because they see like these are needed to still be able to compete against sony and what they make like Mm -hmm. phil sees like the success of starfield a single-player game do really well Mm-hmm. We've seen games like Redfall not do so well that are multiplayer games that are are some, you know potentially live service opportunities there, but games like Hi-Fi Rush, single player game, small, mm-hmm. did really freaking well. Minecraft mm-hmm. Legends, multiplayer game, not so much, yeah, not so much. So, yep. I think that there's a lot of potential, and I think you're right about them switching playbooks because I think Sony's reliance on single party content or single player content being the focus is great when you have enough studios to fill in the gaps throughout mm-hmm. the year or you have third party kind of making up for the rest but mm-hmm. i i think that they are they're diving headfirst into a world of live service that is not going to save them because of the lack of new content that comes for from those single player games that they that their clientele rely so heavily on agreed and um i
0: i don't subscribe to true console war elements like i don't i don't enjoy the fact that play you know playstation is doing a price hike that's not fun for me i think it's silly but i think a lot of what xbox has done is silly at, at various times right um, yeah. but playstation has taken some hits in a, in a couple of ways next to what is going to be their yeah. biggest launch p- maybe ever spider-man 2 is going to be in Sane. that's going to be huge going to be huge um but i hate that factions was canceled for people that wanted it i didn't want it like that wasn't for me but like that was never for me right and that's okay but i hate that that is happening because the last of us means a lot to a lot of people um i hate that uh the price hikes happen because that are going to lock some people out but i do think people are going to get that second job for a little while um it'll take a lot of time for reactions to take place you need to have a pretty big sh- shot in the foot for it to matter and i'll cite redfall as, as xbox's example of that redfall was a self-inflicted wound that could have been really adjusted i've been playing logan the update because this past yeah. week i've had very limited time and my time was chosen for one of three things playing with my buddies in the limited time i had because i just missed my friends during kind of some rough few few weeks joe's struggling i've been struggling. Uh Kev's been struggling. You've been busy, it's been tough. Um, Suddy's always struggling. Um, love you, Suddy. And then if if it wasn't Fortnite time with my buddies, it was Redfall update because I know it and it's not new. Like to to dive into Assassin's Creed, which I've put some time into. It's really impressive. Um yeah. But like that was new. I had to learn it. I didn't want to learn anything this week. And then I've yeah. been playing um Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, which comes The embargo lifts on Monday, so I can't say much other than to say it's real good, but that's all I can say. Um, So those were the three places I put my time and it wasn't equal between them. I have enjoyed the Redfall 2 update. It is more Redfall. It works. It's fluid. It works the way it should have worked. It still needs some love. But like had this been the launch, we'd have a different narrative. We'd have a different conversation. Um, It really is much better. But the core problems are still there. But, man, I've had no performance issues. I actually really enjoy going around and clearing the map. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels like I'm playing a double-A game that works as opposed to a triple-A game that was broken. I don't know if that equates, but I'm really enjoying that aspect during spooky season. I would say if you want a spooky game for atmosphere and vibe, Redfall delivers now in the best of ways. Um, But it's uncomplicated, which if you need an uncomplicated game with not a lot of systems to stress you out, Redfall is a great chance for that. Assassin's Creed, a lot of systems. Starfield, a whole lot of systems. Uh, Spider-Man 2, likely to have a lot going on. Alan Wake 2, you got to be really tuned into the story. All of those require a focus, whereas Redfall doesn't require a focus. So it's there for that reason. And then Halo Season 5. jam Pack Sam is, is preaching at the top of his lungs that Halo Season 5 is looking good. That's cool to see as well. These are nice wins quietly taking place for Xbox, but I don't think designed to bring in new fans. But it's like rewarding the fans that are there. Yeah, I yeah, I haven't forgotten Best Buy. Don't worry.
1: Um, yeah, just to to kind of recap on what you said, uh, Redfall is fantastic. I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Mirage mm-hmm. and absolutely loving it. I see the flaws. Uh, that people have talked about, um, I've, I've uh, on my own, cause I, I, know that there's been conversations around certain things about this game, but, um, honestly, I think, I think Assassin's Creed Mirage is a fantastic kind of move in the right direction for Assassin's Creed games. Um, I, I, I feel like I actually don't know like how far I am within the story. I feel mm-hmm. like maybe I'm about 50% done, but I've got about 17 hours on mm-hmm. the clock. Uh, and I'm just really liking going through the world. I think the world is really fantastic. I think they've done a a great job of, of building out, um, how it looks, how it feels and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The story I think is the the weakest element, but honestly, I don't care because the whole goal of it is to sneak around and stab people. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. it, it. You talked about it having complex systems. I think Assassin's Creed Mirage has the fewest systems. There's no building homes there's no raising armies there's no raiding camps there's there's find a chest get three components you know you have vendors you buy all the stuff from them once you buy all the stuff from them they they don't have anything else to sell to you mm-hmm. you can have uh you know you, you just walk around the map you synchronize areas you steal stuff you you pickpocket the hell out of everything mm-hmm. and uh you just stab people in in in, in quiet ways and i think that it's it's honestly it's it's RPG light at its best, mm-hmm. and and I think that that's it's great. Most of my gears already upgraded. I haven't even you know halfway through the game, roughly. I mm-hmm. guess so. I I actually think it's been really really fun to do that. I'm I'm really cool. It's cool to hear about Hot Wheels, and I, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on that because I know I I'm going to be interested to see like what I'm going to be talking about in the coming weeks because there's not a whole lot that's come out that I'm like like hungering for i guess mm-hmm. is a good way to say it yeah um, yeah so i'm really curious to hear about hot wheels unleashed too as well as alan wake um and i'm sure we'll probably have some sort of you know conversation about spider-man too because i think that's just going to be one of those kind of like uh, water cooler moments Mm-hmm no i i
0: agree i um i'm stoked to talk about hot wheels when the time comes and i would like to talk on about assassin's creed briefly and that i really enjoying the opening minutes i was real tired when i first started and i was like mm-hmm. i'm not sure i'm not into it but i and i'm very early on but when i say it has a lot of systems i mean for somebody that's tired and, and it needs to be a <laughs> new game right like so, it's so it's i have to learn a new game that's yeah. the difference but you're right that it feels the most accessible of any. And shout out to their accessibility options in general. Ubisoft is really getting better yeah. at that. Um, I have been so pleased with the Crew Motorfest and Assassin's Creed for a lot of reasons. Just good games. But their accessibility options as well truly are impressing. And I'm just happy to see that. I know that's an industry trend uh, to, to improve those. And that's yeah. great. But uh Ubisoft deserves some credit there and it makes me that much happier that Xbox is strengthening the bond. I'm honored that we were able to give coverage and, and do coverage. But like when we do our spoiler casts, I'm anxious to talk about Assassin's Creed,
1: you know? Yeah. yeah I, sure. I, I do want to dive deep into how you felt about a couple of the things that are going on because there's it doesn't yeah, I'll I'll save it. <laughs> there's oh, other yeah. stuff to talk about. Yeah, no problem. Um stoked for that stoked for
0: that because it's there's a lot of good stuff there um so yeah yeah you
1: know what i'm Um, not stoked for
0: i have a feeling it has to do with physical media it's it's son of a gun you nailed it how'd you know (laughs) uh well one it's in our notes and two this is something that you and i disagree on because you care a lot about this whereas i'm kind of like meh and so i'm anxious to hear your thoughts uh on just in general yeah, Best Buy exiting the physical media market, and all intents and purposes suggest that Walmart and a few others are likely to exit as well. Uh, why? Why are you some kind of way about this one?
1: Okay, so so for those that don't know, there's been some uh, some news that's come out that that I, I don't know if Best Buy's spoken specifically to it yet. I don't think there's been a press release yet, but there's a a, a heavy rumor that um, Best Buy is going to be moving out of physical media for movies and TV. Mm -hmm. by the end of 2024 um as far as we know games are still safe you can still Mm -hmm. buy physical games and order physical games from there um but the thing that bothers me about this is uh not that they're not that they're getting rid of them um well it's it's because i genuinely like to buy stuff on sale um which is not the way that i think a lot of folks will will kind of look at this and think like oh this is it's a shame because of this reason it's a shame because i love those 10 dollar deals mm-hmm. like i love seeing like when 4k blu-rays or uh, go on sale for like 10 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that that's my buy-in so when i see that they're getting rid of physical media i recognize that that just in it gives a little more power to digital sales and digital sales of games and movies are subject to a, a lot of different things like it's it's you know is it on sale are they going to maintain it like i just saw the friday 13th collection go up on itunes but it's not movies anywhere compatible so you could get a really good deal on a really good awesome you know halloween series uh to be watching spoopy movies mm-hmm. during this time but i'm a movies anywhere guy now like i don't buy any digital movies on mm-hmm. any ecosystem unless they're movies anywhere so like amazon prime having uh the new spider-man movie movies anywhere for for 10 bucks like that's a buy-in for me that's easy Mm -hmm. but i usually look for that when it comes to physical media so if anything it it kind of scares me because i think the more we lose uh physical retail locations which this is kind of like if they're getting rid of movies and tvs those are a big staple of what i think most folks go to best buy for Mm -hmm. um and you know seeing like fries electronics which over in the on the west coast is kind of like a micro center uh but it's just a, a you know it's a different flavor of of a, a micro center for computer parts mm-hmm. seeing those shut down because everyone's just buying parts online now is a mm-hmm. real bummer it's it's hard to get that stuff like same day you know you mm-hmm. can just drive down to a store and pick one up if you needed a replacement part kind of you know if you need a quick gift there's a lot of folks that don't buy that don't buy or don't don't buy like digital copies of stuff uh there's Mm -hmm. still a lot of folks that buy physical media it's going to be a real shock to the system to the average joe who's not a tech enthusiast uh to to be able to go buy like their favorite movie for Mm -hmm. christmas for someone because best buy is not gonna have it there it's one thing to be you know an evangelist for physical media because you want to make sure that you always have access to it. It's another when you're an average person who isn't a tech enthusiast who just wants to buy a movie and Mm. they can't do that at Best Buy of all Mm. places, like a a Best Buy, like Walmart, Target. Yeah, I can understand them having a selection and stuff, but Best Buy was always like the place you go if you want to get the price match deal. Like Mm -hmm. I price matched computer parts recently and they were super chill about it. I tried to do that with Amazon. It's not their policy. Mm -hmm. I would have to return it and then buy it at the cheaper price. And I'm like, the amount of logistics that's that go into that are are ridiculous with online retailers, Mm -hmm. but it's just a bummer. So I've waxed poetic. I I also prefer just kind of buy digital media, but that's it. I, I like to play both sides of the card on this one. Gotcha.
0: I'm sad for those that care. Yeah. Um, I'm sad for those that really live and die by the physical media realm because I know it's important to them. I don't have a care on a personal level because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily subscribe to, to physical media. Um like the new Xbox that was leaked that's likely to come later. You know, the, the, yeah. the PlayStation refresh equivalent, right? um i don't think that's a step on a rake moment but i don't anticipate getting that even though i want it uh because i do have some 360 discs that can't be played or some Mm. xbox one discs i should say that are their only disc right like arkham origins uh tmnt mutant sim manhattan like a few others that i can only play with a disc because the digitals aren't back compat. i get it but also like i got I, I've got too many moments or, or examples where digital is better. And mm. that's not a hill I'm like trying to to knock anybody off of or bring anybody onto. It's just that my lifestyle, my, my choices, my approaches digital works for me, uh, yeah. but I am sad because I know it matters to a lot of people that want digital.
1: Yeah. And it's not like, we'll get there in the long run. Like there will be, I think, the thing for me that that i'm concerned about is less about like how you know why does it, why physical media is better because i know that there's quality questions that come into play with streaming but i think that'll get fixed in time yeah. uh it's it's more just like having having your rights uh with digital media that are that are missing right now like th- these companies could take this away from us tomorrow and there's nothing we legally could do about it yeah. um and i think that's more my issue and it's always kind of been like the the trumpet that i that i blow on to uh kind of like give the warning klaxon if i could mix my metaphors here uh to kind of say like hey you know digital's fine let's see if we can maybe put some legislation in place to give us a little more control over our own digital media right can't argue
0: can't argue um well pour one out for best buy because lord knows they've gotten me through i bought my first xbox one at best buy My second Xbox (laughs) one, I think I bought all my everything but the Scorpio edition came through Best Buy. Um, I think even my Xbox Series X might have been. I can't remember for sure.
1: Yeah, Um, I got one through them as well, too. They also got me all of my little NES and SNES minis, too. Cool. Well,
0: pour one out for them. Cheers to them. Uh, Logan, the amount of games coming out in the next week is impossible, I think, for most average humans to (laughs) to play. And then for uh, for those of us like to even afford, uh, it might be a, a challenge. Uh, Sonic Superstars, Mario Wonder, and Spider Man Two are all incoming. Alan Wake is incoming right after that. Lords of the Fallen just released to very mixed reviews. Um, every I've seen as high as Xbox Era giving it a nine point four to uh, IGN giving it an eight, but then Eurogamer a two out of five, GameSpot a five out of ten. This seems to be very polarizing, and it it. In reading and checking out some of the examples, it sounds like it's very much dependent on the experience that was had. Yeah. Like performance wise, which makes good sense. They were, I forget what it was recently when Dan Stapleton was taking so much, so much heat for, my, for IGN based on some of their Xbox coverage. Oh, yeah. Cited an old, an old game that he reviewed that was Xbox only, but it was broken for him and then fixed. And then he updated the review. I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. But it sounds like Lords of the Fallen is experiencing that and they've got a patch incoming for Xbox um, and they just rolled a patch post review for PlayStation and PC. Uh, This to me joins the 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 many games that I'm waiting for sale on like I think it was Atlas Fallen. Like, that game's not happening for me for a good while because I've got Assassin's Creed. I'm getting Spider-Man. I'm getting Alan Wake. I really want to play more Hot Wheels. I really want to play more Motorfest because I love that game. And (laughs) I stopped it to play Forza, which, um, yeah, I'm done with Forza. Uh, Like, I'm so inundated with great games that even the good games that I evangelize because I'm the fun the fun guy, even I don't have time for some of this because I really want to play Sonic Superstars. I don't know when I going to play that. I love Sonic. I don't know when I wanna play that. Um, it's it's wild to me how much is coming out and how much has come out this year. This is
1: the best year in video games, dude.
0: Yeah, it's so good.
1: Yeah, it really Sonic. is. Yeah, yeah, I'm the the Lords of Fallen stuff was kind of a bummer because I watched the trailer for this, and as a soul souls like game, I'm just not it's just it is not the gameplay style I prefer to play through mm-hmm. as, but uh this, this game just looks like metal as hell, man. I'm just, I, I was, I was looking forward to seeing like how this actually played out. Cause it looks great. I'm glad that the devs are working hard. Hopefully they're getting some time to like take care of themselves. You know, mm-hmm. like it it sucks when reviews are bad because of technical issues, not because mm-hmm. of the game. So hopefully if the technical issues, and it, honestly this feels like one of those cyberpunk moments where we, we weren't really sold on what this, how awesome this game was going to be, but you know, uh, Cyberpunk suffered from technical issues at launch, major technical issues at launch, especially on last gen. Mm-hmm. It's fi- They fixed a lot of that stuff uh, within the first six months of the game, mm-hmm. I would say. And I'm thinking Lords of the Fallen will be something, something similar to that. But hopefully folks give this an opportunity to settle in on, on like checking it out after it's had its patches. Unfortunately, this is the problem with people wanting to pick up games day one, man, like you're going to get the worst version of the game always. Mm -hmm. Um, And review scores are pushing to embargo dates. So you're always going to have like people that are playing the game in the most unfinished state. Mm -hmm. Gone are the days of, of games being done for a certain amount of time and folks being able to play them. Like there's outliers. And I think those outliers are like the biggest games of the year, like Mm -hmm. god of war ragnarok like legends of legend of zelda tears of the kingdom like starfield you know you're only going to get those games early in a Mm -hmm. complete state because they need to be like the best reviewed games Mm -hmm. starfield's so good and so weirdly broken like i love it i i I have i have so much fun with it but I I I cannot help but draw the comparisons to to Phantom Liberty, mm-hmm. and Phantom Liberty's immersion with its storytelling is just so much better that I'm like, God, I really love Starfield, but I really loved like playing Cyberpunk more. Mm-hmm.
0: Will you remind me to submit coverage to for our our Phantom Liberty? I need to submit yeah. that. yeah remind me to do that. It's behind the scenes stuff, but I need to I need to remember to do that because. And I need to send it to Ubisoft as well for Assassin's Creed because they are awesome. And if they are oh. hooking, this is behind the scenes stuff, but for anybody, if we get codes, Logan and I are very good about saying, Hey, here's what we've done with the, the code. Cause we don't just take it. That's go. all
1: you don't, don't tell, don't put, don't let me in. You're the one that does all that work.
0: I do the email, but you did the coverage on Phantom Liberty. Uh, you did the coverage on Assassin's Creed. So we are a team on that one. And so I'm, that, that's how I think of it. Um, And we we hey, shout out to our patrons. We were able to give them codes to the COD beta. Um, Yeah. That was really cool. We don't have a ton of COD people in our patron stuff. But Ellery, they are playing a game for us for review right now that is like a visual novel-esque game that neither you or I would ever dive into. But Ellery, that's their jam. And I'm all about that being their jam because now we can give coverage to something that wouldn't be typical for us, for our audience. You know, it's cool. I'm... yeah they consistently make me happy all right uh if you're watching on youtube please remember to click like by the way let's give some questions here i think we've answered clint combs's question about activision i think we've answered dano's question about best buy uh thank you both to writing in uh on discord and twitter respectively uh the muffin mon asks a question that i think we were asked a few weeks ago as well because and it's my favorite question to answer uh Kevin Ainsworth of Rodex talk asks what spooky games we're playing right now. Um, I'll tell you that, you know what I've been playing this past week or so, Redfall and Fortnite uh, are two of my mainstays. Fortnite has done some great holiday, Halloween spooky stuff, and they've got more on the way. We were able to play the map update, the map update rotates We played on the spooky map a few times, and that was really cool and really like Halloween-esque. Witches stuff all everywhere, jack-o'-lanterns. My character is a jack-o'-lantern. Michael Myers and Alan Wake are coming to the Fortnite shop as well as Jack Skellington. Fortnite is great with vibes uh, around different holidays, and this to me is the best Halloween's ever been. Um, And so that's my game with my buddies. And then Redfall is just great for uh, ambiance. I'm fingers crossed hoping we get an Alan Wake 2 code, but I don't think we are based on knowing that some other people have hands on already. Um, But I'm looking forward to that one for Spooky Vibes. Uh, And then when soccer season's over at the end of October for me, then I've got my slew of games that I'm diving into, spooky or not. So that's what I've been playing for Spooky Vibes. Um, What about you, Logan?
1: I guess you could say like Redfall is uh, like Fortnite? i don't know man i'm I'm, i like sea of thieves has a spooky guy no i I love spooky i was watching like ghost ghost adventures last night Mm -hmm. and then uh, eventually i had to turn it off because they're just so over the top Mm -hmm. but i love spooky i just can't play spooky so i Mm -hmm. like to watch spooky so i don't know i've been watching some folks play through um i can't think of the name of the game but it's like a it's a pc only game where you're a, a a mortician, I think is the word, and and you you have to like embalm bodies and get them ready for cremation and whatnot. And it, but it's like it's it's super scary, and I love watching people play it. Uh, so I've been. I wish I could remember the name. I'm sorry about that, but um, yeah, Redfall, uh, Fortnite. Uh, it's got a Fortnite has a new horde mode. That yeah, is, that's fun. That is not save the world. But definitely a little yeah, really? kind of like, hey, let's get you involved in a in a horde mode that you didn't think you wanted to play. I beat the boss in that, by the way. <laughs> oh, did you? I yeah, still yeah. haven't beat it, man. Yeah, it's it hard. was fun.
0: It's fun. It's so, a fun
1: thing. Yeah. Funny that they're doing a, 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 I think it's hilarious that Fortnite, which started out as a zombie end of the world, save the world horde mode game. Mm-hmm. Pivoted to a to a PUBG Battle Royale mm-hmm. and is now serving up a Halloween themed save the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny.
2: All right, uh,
0: let's go to the next question. I like Todd's question here. This is Todd Oxtra. He wrote in over on Twitter and he's a patron. He said, uh, how do we measure the success of Microsoft acquiring ABK? $69 billion plus two years of resources spent in litigation. It can't just be lead to status quo and more of the same from ABK. Is there anything on the horizon that's new that will move the dial? I think there's a lot on the horizon that's going to move the dial, Todd. Um, I think a lot of it we're not going to be privy to because plans are going to change within Activision for where and how things are released. Um, I think we talked a lot about, you know, back compat and, and some of the stuff that could happen in the short term. Uh, but you're right. That cannot lead to status quo. Way too much was put into it. I think this deal bought Microsoft 15 years of relevance uh, to get it right because PlayStation has been just winning and winning. And we talked a lot about that already, too. But this gave Xbox future for 15 years. And if they don't have it right then, then it's done. But, you know, I'll be older then and won't care. And I don't think anybody should live and die by these platforms. Um, But Logan, when you and I are doing the player one podcast thing, 15 years
1: from now, we shouldn't be talking (laughs) about the same problems for Xbox, right? I don't think there's any chance of that, honestly. It would be, it would have to take a new leader at Xbox and they would have to be a Jim Ryan level of bad Mm -hmm. to start dragging down what Phil has been building up. And honestly, I just like the fact that Call of Duty Modern Warfare will probably be day one game pass is just, I mean, it's like whenever we see like the MLB, the show day one game pass for for xbox fans like Mm -hmm. that is a huge thing even if you're not a a baseball fan Mm -hmm. that is a huge thing to have a micro or to have a sony you know based game be put onto the competitors streaming or uh like um subscription service Mm -hmm. is huge so i don't think i i honestly don't think you could have this deal go through and still maintain status quo the the amount of ip that they now own the 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 amount of studios that they have working for them it's just going to be it's going to be insane i don't know when we'll start to see this kind of like really turn into the beast that that this has the potential to become Mm -hmm. uh from a positive uh, outlook but dude i if if sony doesn't do something in the next five years that really kind of hones in on the important factor which is games at the mm-hmm. end of the day the, it'll it'll be it'll be a, a different story that we're talking about as far as like who's in the first place in 28 or no 20 what is it 2028 when the new consoles launch
0: i think um i think dollars to, yeah i think within five years game passes on a nintendo device uh, especially given that that they're upping their power oh. the regimen Game pass will be on a Nintendo device. And they're going to be the first people to bend, bend the knee to the idea that game pass should be there. Cause this is all a play for game pass, all of it, every yeah. bit of it. And as phones are able to play first party games now, uh, Assassin's Creed being kind of an early one division mobile, division.
1: Yeah. Resident evil. Yeah.
0: This is all a play towards getting game pass in in new places um yeah i think game pass is going to be on nintendo products i think uh within 15 years it's on a playstation product and i don't think that's a bold prediction i think it's just the reality and i think 15 years from now there is no xbox i think it's a
1: platform i but, go ahead i disagree i think that they uh for the same reason that microsoft still makes laptops even though they've you know they've made office and mm-hmm. and windows kind of staples i think having the hardware is important to offer to your consumers you know it's, exactly. it's the apple approach you sell the you sell the hardware and the software as a pairing uh, i think you still maintain that with xbox because i think that's a market that is still one of the biggest markets compared in in media and in entertainment and i don't think you give that up if you still have something to offer which i think hardware teams at xbox are, are very interested in that especially given the advances with like our dna and stuff um and there's still growth to be had with that as well too we're still not getting the 4k 60 that we were promised with this generation so i think mm-hmm. there's room to grow and i think there's opportunity for for them to to be able to market that and make it easier for people to do that i don't disagree with you about uh game pass being on nintendo consoles Um, but it will be in a purely streaming server or cloud-based system. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to be getting native games on hardware uh, from Nintendo anytime in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think that the, I think that's wild. I think it's wild to think that there's an opportunity for us to be able to have a PlayStation that uh, gives you access to all of the first party content that Microsoft has But it would be I don't know why you would spend sixty-nine billion dollars just to have that content go right back to where it was if you weren't trying to make a play to strengthen your own ecosystem from a hardware perspective as well. Agreed. Agreed.
0: Uh very quickly, because I think we've answered Edward Varnell's question and Edward Varnell is such a great supporter of XTP. Uh, do you think we'll receive the first drips of first party titles? the addition of ABK Uh, still received drips of first party ties with the addition of ABK. Um, Also does delaying embargo review make a game suspicious of being well received? No. Uh, Well, it makes it suspicious. The Revargo review embargo stuff, but I don't think it's a big deal, Edward. I think we've seen too many examples of it not being a big deal, too many examples of it being disastrous. I think it's very case by case, but I don't, but I'll push back on your receive drips of first party given how much first-party Xbox released in this year. I know why you're asking, because I get it. It's hard to think about some of the games we got this year as first-party Minecraft Legends uh, doesn't feel like it. Ghostwire doesn't feel like it. Uh, For some reason, Age of Empires and Flight Sim don't necessarily feel like it per se. So I get the question, but when you take a step back, Xbox friggin' crushed it on first-party releases this year uh, as far as the amount. And they've all been good to great save for Redfall. So I get the question, but I no longer subscribe to that mentality. If you'd asked me a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, but yeah, too much. (laughs) Too much is happening in first party releases, plus support (laughs) updates for their games from Halo to State of Decay to Sea of Thieves and Minecraft and Grounded. Like Xbox is on friggin' fire this year. And this deal seals it i think had the deal gone away we would probably feel different even if we've been objectively wrong and how much support they've given but yeah that's where i'm at this year so thank you for the question edward i don't know if you have anything different logan
1: no not really i i do think it's i do think it's kind of shady when review codes don't go out and the review cycle for the embargo is short it does not feel like they have and it kind of goes back to stuff that we've talked about too so just kind of referring back to when you get review codes and the game is in its best state that is really rare yeah
0: well guys uh that's gonna do it for xcp 199 goodness gracious thank you all so much for listening for supporting for giving us the views we might need on youtube sometimes for clicking like for sharing it to whomever you think would enjoy our content for being a patron for uh, being a patron even for a month to help us with extra life i know a couple of you did that and we're grateful to you um you've kept me afloat in some pretty rough weeks and uh it means a lot so uh, i love you guys find me on socials at insipid ghost uh and of course find me find the show on all your podcast platforms of choice and consider jumping into our discord because it's pretty darn great
1: um it means a lot to be there uh logan where can people find you um i'm over on twitter at capt underscore l-o-g-u-n i'm on the xbox expansion pass discord if you want to become a patron and chat over there we have a really good time other than that you can find me over on Keohalt. i'm going to be talking about safer seas um anti-cheat uh the double gun meta and sword fixes this week as we lead into season 10 which is coming out next week and then uh, the Festival of the Damned content for the spooky Halloween season, um, probably the week after, all leading up into a whole bunch of content that's coming. Uh, sea of Thieves Drought is over. Uh, the seas are plenty, and uh, it's going to be fun over there, so keep an eye out for that.
0: All righty, guys, that's going to be it from us this week. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Take care. <sighs>